Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. Hello, hello. We're excited to be back. I'm kind of giddy and laughing because today we have two fun interviews. (laughs) Guests on the pod. Special guests. Special guests named. Go ahead, reveal yourselves. Justin. Andrew. Our husbands are here. So the last time we had them on was two years ago. I wonder what number episode that was. I don't know, but we sat in our my family room. Mm -hmm. It was top rated that year. It was top rated. It was top rated. It was in the top five. The boys are going to ride that. Not still riding the top rated. I don't know. It was at the end of. I thought last year it was still one of our top ones. Maybe under a year review, but it wasn't the first year. We switched podcast platforms halfway through, so some of our data it's hard to tell like all time what podcast did best, and obviously. We've grown in our numbers, so newer episodes get higher ratings because we have more listeners in general. Yeah, so, so it's that kind of happens. A it's like skewed. Um, yes. But we're excited to have you guys back. We're, Are you guys feeling excited? Very. You're nervous. Very. It's okay. I'm to less be nervous than I was last time. It was a little easier because we are in our living room. Yeah. The last time, and now we're in the studio. First time in the studio. Looks pretty cool. And yeah. this is like the unofficial side of the studio. Well, yeah, Justin's in our studio, but today it was Andrew's first time. Yeah. Yeah. It looks great. So we are doing a little fun episode where we're going to talk through, we all brought a few like, okay, I say news articles very loosely, like mine are definitely more pop culture-y. Some people's might be more business. So I think I've mentioned before that I love the Toast podcast where they break down the fast five stories of the day. And I'm not telling you to go listen to it because some of their language is like foul, but I love them and I love how they communicate pop culture news. I think it's really fun. And they talk about world news sometimes too. So we're kind of ever heard fast five is like a topic or just like a trend. A lot of people will follow. So like a business podcast will say like fast five tips that we learned this political things that are happening in the world. What are your takes? So we're going to like kind of go through our five top story slash they'll topics. be very random and we're all just going to kind of discuss our thoughts yeah but None before that know. we do have a couple questions that oh. we like to ask the boys are surprising us okay we were going to take over the podcast yeah we were just totally going to like take a hard ruined. left turn and <laughs> yeah. put you guys on the spot everything's recorded so you can't to get say. that secret out of you andrew i didn't know it was supposed to be yeah a andrew ruined it the was secret supposed to be a some... secret it lasted 30 minutes and It's good that you guys tell each other everything. That's a healthy marriage, I think. I will say it's funny to us, though, that like, and you guys obviously know us better than anyone, but you're trying to like catch us off guard with questions like there's nothing that we probably wouldn't share. Andrew did tell me a few of them. And I was like, I don't know if that would be healthy. I've got some hot. some. Oh, what yeah, are these questions? Oh, so like, you know the questions? Well, I, he changed them since then. What was, so he told me originally what was some one? of the idea. I'm not going to say it. No, say no, it. Say, say one of them. I, don't, I, didn't, I never say got one. to see them. It was something about we need it right here, right now. We need the final. Was that so offensive? Justin or and I were right? going to share oh, text it was that something you guys about have y'all's sent, marriage. Uh, so, I, so I was going to put oh. like Samantha on the spot. Hey, you texted Justin this. What did you mean by that? Oh, that's funny. No, like kind maybe. of, it but it kind of goes with one of my stories today. Oh, really? Yeah, that's kind of like, a, and well, like I think we all would have been like, oh shoot, that went too far. Okay. Yeah. You know, so that's where I was like, should okay. you reveal people's text messages? Oh, Wait, did them? you take my story? What is yours? I was gonna say I don't no, know. I know. We didn't we'll find out. Here. What's your story? There's no, I didn't. Okay, oh, okay, it's a okay. Different story. Then I have one that'll go along with that. Okay, okay, boys. So you're surprised. Ask us our questions. I'm nervy. Justin sweating. So if you guys had to do a podcast, 
targeted towards men, what would be the topic? Ooh. So only men were going to listen. What would be the topic? Like of that topic podcast? that we feel passionate about, or talk- yeah. topic and that would like do the best for men? Podcast or like a an entire podcast brand? Oh or just no, like one just conversation, w- one episode. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, one episode that was targeted just towards the male audience. Okay, I know mine. Oh gosh, you go first, then I'm still thinking. Mine would be on encouraging men that like they are valued members of society and like the role that a man plays in our families and our communities and their workplaces like have such an impact and I say it's controversial because maybe people are like men already know that or feel that way but I think in Christian context sometimes it's hard now for a man to just feel validated as a man does that make sense without me getting into that more yeah yeah you guys totally should do a podcast we are super I did actually think That I would help. actually think about mine. Mine's kind of a hot take too, maybe because Andrew actually knows I hate this saying, but I hate when men get the cop out of like, well, that's just not natural for them, like in friendship things. So I'd actually love to talk about, have a podcast about men in relationships, because I think a lot of times cool. in society, men got this cop out that like they don't need to be initiators in friendship or they don't need a lot of friends or they don't mm-hmm. need to share vulnerable things. I actually think that is not what we see in the Bible at all. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me that Christian men somehow still get that so i would love to dive into like hey what is actual community and relationship look like for you it's actually true i mean jesus and his disciples are like very close yep and i think just in society it's a lot of like well that's just not normal for them and i'm like yeah for sure it's not normal but i don't care anytime i hang out with friends christian always sarcastically says well how's his heart heart? how's his heart because early on in marriage one time he hung out with someone and i was like oh so like what'd you guys talk about like this is early on a few months in and I asked that, and he was like, we just died laughing, so now every time you come home, hanging That's out with so a guy. That's so funny. Samantha like, asked me the heart. same question. No, I ask you, like, how's their cousin's niece that's battling <laughs> whatever? And he's like, I, I don't know. We, we watch basketball. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw Meg, too. And that's funny. Yeah. That's <laughs> your okay, that was a good friends. question, guys. Yeah, that was that a good question. Put those on our podcast brainstorm. Okay, next one. All right. Jay, you're up. I'm going to jump down to the fourth one because we're talking about the podcast. Since you guys started the podcast, how has your friendship changed if in any way so many ways yeah i mean we talk about it this openly that i think there's times where one of us will have to be like hey can we just have like friend time and not podcast time because christian and i are both really different in a lot of ways we're similar in the fact that like we're both opinionated we both like feel confident and i think we've created a space with one another that as we're discussing like creative ideas for the podcast or like working on something we're not afraid to share how we feel so there's moments where that can feel like intense not in a bad way it's the same way you would feel in a workplace like it's a normal conversation Mm -hmm. but because we're friends and enmeshed in a lot of each other's personal lives it sometimes can feel heavier than it needs to be so there's times for me that i'm like hey i just i see you all the time i talk to you every day but sometimes we don't get like friendship time and i miss like the funness of our friendship at times yeah Yeah. i think we've talked a lot about we describe each other more so now as like sisters or we kind of joke that we're like in a marriage because i think in a marriage you like see really the best and the worst of someone but Mm -hmm. you always assume the best because you're like i know them to the core like i know that about them and it's a little different because i think honestly we probably hurt each other a lot or we say a lot of offensive things to each other often because we're just like we're brainstorming a lot Mm -hmm. we're working we work differently but it like compliments each other but sometimes it really rubs up And so I think, but we've gotten really comfortable in saying like, hey, we got to backtrack on that or this is where I am today. 
And we apologize a lot. Yeah. Well, we also, have a lot of marriage-like communication tools. I like, think. hey, I'm sorry if I... Well, also, when you say it's like offensive things, I actually don't think in the context of us not being really close friends, it would feel yes. heavy. But because we are, some things that we say that are just normal work conversations feel more personal. And maybe. we're just... It's like a pendulum that we're swinging between often because we're like really close friends, but then sometimes we have to be in like work mode. Mm-hmm. It reminds me... Just figuring that It out. reminds me of like working in a family business. Like, yeah, yeah. you and your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, your dad said that like if... A boss said that, like you would like that you're not connected to it all. Right. But some things you internalize because like that's the man who raised you. There's other dynamics that come into our adult life with our family. So like you're exactly well, right. it's hard to turn yeah. it off like you guys with the podcast. Where's that line? Yeah. Yeah. If you ask for time off and he says no, do you bring up like childhood trauma? <laughs> I, do, yeah. <laughs> I just make that's him contribute terrible. to my counseling fund. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> so was a good question. 200 hours in here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a little change a of question. pace here. What's your least favorite habit from your spouse? Oh, we've talked about this before, too. Well, this is like really that's nonchalant, <laughs> but it's the wet towels on freaking door frames and doors. Like, Wait, what, you put your towel on no, a door? Andrew doesn't use towel hooks. You like, put it on the corner? Have, yeah. He puts That's it on the amazing. corner of the door. <laughs> so, like, it's like the corner well, of the door to, to our bathroom. It's tall, so it, it's It's like the convenient. corner of the door in our toilet, like, room. It's the corner of the door in our bathroom. It's the corner of the door in our door of <laughs> our <laughs> closet. Like, it's literally every door. I'm like... Oh, that I would just, annoy me. There's only one towel, to... though. I don't have, like, 15 towels. Yeah, but, like, it's like if, if one door is taken, it's like the next door, the next shower. Like, it just... And you take, like, two showers a day, so I'm just... That would annoy me. All right. That's not that bad. Um, I have way yeah, worse, so we'll see well, what he chooses. I, I, I was going to say, I, I removed a towel this morning before I came here. I think it's <laughs> annoying to be like, oh my gosh, where do I begin? But like, there's so many, you're, you have you, funny quirks. You could make a towel hanger that's about On his the, height right there and you could call it the doy. The doy. <laughs> <laughs> Business. I'm starting that. The doy. It's funny. But really, I should actually attach one to the door. I mean, the door would never close then. I don't know. Like I have little, we have a lot of little quirks because I'm a very clean, organized person. You're not a dirty person. You're, you know what I realized too? I think I walk in and I like see the problem with everything. And so that I want to share one and I feel like I've shared it on the podcast. Thing we should talk about there, Samantha. No, there's not. If you have to think hard about it, don't share it. Can yeah, okay, we just cut it out. It's no, the... I'm just kidding. I don't care. Oh, actually, that's not my thing anymore because I've just like gotten over it. Like how you don't clip your toenails. You get in the shower and let them get soft and you peel them. <gasps> that oh, makes me crazy. That's genius. I mean, that... that is genius. Andrew. <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 have no, I have no she rebuttal. She told me that about you, though. Somehow they're straight. I'm like, Andrew, they're, they're so straight. So look at how pretty. Like, look at how beautiful his nails are. Andrews are like jagged. Okay. When he tears them. It grosses Gotta me out. Get those things soggy and then. Oh. That, that's, I do. Oh, we might have to cut that. That's so- bad. No, that's not bad. <laughs> those things soggy. I'm dying. No, honestly, in our eight years of marriage, I was thinking all of mine are little things like that. Like your car gets junky or whatever. Like you leave your containers everywhere. Like I've like this better. energy drink. Like you, I'll just find one in our basement in or yeah, like random places. Or like on our bedside, you always bring like a drink up to our I bed. like meal. Oatmeal or like that's the thing I let go at the beginning of marriage too. He eats in bed like it's a weird thing. He'll have like full meals in bed. But you've grown Notice in so how many Andrew of those had, things. like this innocent towel on His the door. His is similar. His is similar like little I quirks say, about me. Like, all those things all I do too. Cuts like, the house. Yeah. My but those are all things I think I'm just like now used to. Really I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Still actually annoys me. Okay. Right, yeah. Yeah. Ours are great. just like little things. You know, actually, I read this post one time. I think Jackie Price shared it. I don't know why I remember that. Shout out, Jackie. You, I know you listen. Um, there was a post that was like, 
this wife was talking about how her husband had just died, like not to take a turn and how the things that used to annoy her, like she walked in her house and like saw his, okay, not me about to cry, like saw his clothes that he hadn't put in and how much she like was constantly like, you never put your clothes in the hamper. You never do this. You never do that. And those are the things that she was like, I would have taken a lifetime of that stuff back that annoyed me to have him here. Yep. So I try to think of that sometimes when I'm like, I'm cleaning up your stuff. Do you want to hear something terrible that I do? Yes. This is my confession. Sure. It's really manipulative. What? It's terrible. But to that point, Andrew rubs my back every single okay. night. It is something that like we started a long time ago. And honestly, like, it now is like how I can fall asleep. So I'm like, I really need you to rub my back. I'm like, I just need you to rub my hip bones. It's like my hip bones. I just need you to rub. She's asked me to do this before. Yep. Uh, I'm- yep. So anyways, <laughs> if he Gosh. won't one night, I sit there and pretend to cry. And then I say, Andrew, if I die tomorrow... The next night, you will hope that I was still alive for you to rub my back just one more time. That, that Are you like actually? Really do, is it like a joke? Like you, yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, like I'm, obviously, oh, I'm like, but you do it. It works. That. Yep. And now, no, but- there are some nights that you're like, no, yeah, we're, too we're selfish. horrible rubbers. We won't. We do no, not. We'll be we like, don't. rub my it feet. Spoils rub my the back. rubbing if you know you have to then rub the person back. Oh, Some yeah, people are sure. just naturally but good at it. But neither of us would just do it out of the kindness We're of We're bad heart. about that. We've just learned to quit asking, really. Every yeah. once in a while, you will rub my back, which I really appreciate. You really have to beg that. And, it, really and, it's, and he's like this. It's like two minutes, <laughs> I'm and I'm like, like sure. all right, I'm Yeah, good. I'm like, wait, you're really done? Like, <laughs> yeah. that barely did anything. Okay, next question. Okay, yeah. Who would be a dream guest on your podcast? That's always really hard. It's always hard. I feel like it before. changes all the time. It does change. I would say right now, for sure, Jenny Allen would be like one of my tops. She would be my absolute top, I think. Yeah. I think probably right now that's who I would say. In pop culture, I would love to meet and talk Claudia? to Claudia. Yeah. Ashray from The Toast. Like I, I, we have completely different beliefs, but I love their podcasters. They have built such a literal business around their daily podcast. She's yep. become so successful. I think it's like really admirable and they podcast every single day. And she's also hilarious. Like she yeah. would just be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say Jenny Allen for me right now or like Jackie Hill Perry. Yes, for sure. Some of our big people that we've always wanted to talk to, we've gotten to talk to, which is cool. Yeah. And now you have to settle for us. <laughs> no, so it's said. good. <laughs> Next question or are those all? No, that's it. Oh, yay. Oh, those are easy. It. Okay. I was okay. sweating. Okay, so we're going to well, jump... you had to delete oh. all the yeah. spicy ones. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to... one day we'll show the spicy. Oh, yeah. that If that's as spicy as it was, I was, like, thinking something else. No, that was not spicy. Okay, so we're going to jump go into the stories. I think I will, and I'll set the little, like, I'll show you guys, like, the formula that we can do it, and then we can discuss. So some of these might be, like, more easy talking through. Also, we should say the date, because I want this to be, like, more relevant. What's today? The 4th? The 4th. August 4th. August 4th. So my first one. This is so interesting. B.B. Rexa. Do you guys know who B.B. Rexa nope. is? Singer? I, I have yeah, no I have idea. No, she sings. Andrew, help me. Andrew's very good at sing music. It. Sing and it, Andrew. He, yeah. She goes on a lot of country artists. Like, she'll do collabs. She's like a... Yeah, she collabs. She Will reminds you? me of like a DJ Khaled, but like a female. So she goes oh. in on a lot. Can somebody look up her Spotify and just tell me some songs? She can't play the song. Yeah. No, then we, she like, sings... Meant to be. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be, baby, if it's meant to be. That, she sings that? Yeah. She sings other things, too. Yeah. Like, more pop. Isn't song. that a duo? So who's she doing that duo with? Florida Georgia Line. Oh, cool. Okay, but we now have context con- of who that is. Okay. She's like a DJ-ish type yeah. person, I think. Okay. She'll do, like, remixes of yes. songs. Gotcha. Okay, so anyways, she had this thing happen where she was in a relationship with a guy and... 
she shared personal texts that they had, this conversation that they had. She posted them on her Instagram on stories for one hour and then took them down. And she was to basically... Prove her point in an argument. Yes. She okay. was basically like trying to shame the guy she was dating. His name is Keon Safari. I don't really know who that is. I'm just going to read the article and then we'll discuss. Okay. BB Rexa tells fans she just went through a breakup after Keon Safari's body shaming text. Okay. So BB Rexa, did you see this? I did. BB Rexa revealed during a recent concert that she and boyfriend Keon Safari Safari called it quits after she publicized his body shaming text messages. Rexa, 33, shared the news while performing in London on Friday. Now I just went through a breakup, so I might get a little emotional, so you need to help me here. As she's saying, I am later in the show, she said a fan holding up a sign said you are enough. Okay. Rexa's split announcement comes shortly after she shared screenshots of text allegedly sent by Safari in which he was critical of her weight. Rexa took to her Instagram story on July 16th with the messages causing some fans to wonder whether the two sums relationship was in trouble. So this is what the text said. Okay. This article doesn't show what she asked him, but this is what he, this, yeah, it says, I always said I would be honest with you and your face was changing. So I told you it was, that was the conversation we were having. And you asked the text read because I care. Would you rather I lie to you? Safari then pointed out that Rexa, who has been candid about her weight fluctuation and other personal issues has quote, gained 35 pounds. He claimed, obviously you gained weight and your face changes, question mark. Should I pretend it didn't happen and that's it, okay? Come on, I gained three pounds and you call me chubs and fat. Doesn't mean you don't love me. If you're trying to find reasons to break up, this makes sense, dot, 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 but it's not the real reason. So basically we can stop there and jump in. So like she had asked him, did you, have you noticed my face changing? Apparently he said yes. Do I think these texts are like a little harsh? Yes. But like, I think this spurs the question, first of all, to share someone's personal text when you have like a giant following on Instagram. Come on. Yeah, that's, that's weird. You would hope catty. that your conversations have like privacy that you text people. If I said to you, tell me that I actually want you to notice like it's a fact that I've gained X amount of weight. Like, have you noticed it in my face? Are you asking me that? No, because this is dumb. Why would you ask? Why would you ask? Why would you ask if you didn't want an honest answer? Yeah. Okay. I don't know these people's hearts. I don't know them as humans. Obviously. But I'm like, I think we could all probably say here, I feel confident saying that about you and I in our marriage that I'm like, I think a mature relationship built on trust and honesty. I think if I'm genuinely asking because I'm concerned about my health or I am like self-conscious of... I can't keep my weight in check and I need accountability. And I'm asking you, hey, have you noticed that I've been gaining weight? I hope I get an honest response. Well, and- But then I feel like if you're asking for an honest, you can't really be offended. Yeah. That brings know. up so many things. Like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> would you ever tell Samantha if she asked, if she was gaining weight, would you ever tell her honestly if she was gaining weight, if she asked? Here's the thing. I'll use a different example. She will ask for like outfits or different like yeah. hairstyles and stuff. I've voiced this. I'm very opinionated. If she asked, give me your honest opinion on like stuff like that, because I've answered, Mm -hmm. I'm always honest. Yeah. I feel like it's unfair to not have the expectation of being honest in those situations. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're just set up for failure at that point. Well, and I think it's one thing to keep in mind if someone's like, do I look fat? It's like, okay, I would hope you'd be like, 
well, I don't ask that because I feel like I don't yeah, ask that's a that. Different yeah, but like I think you would be like, oh my gosh, no, you're beautiful. I think that's what you would well, say. But if I was say... genuinely like, hey, I'm struggling with my weight. Have you noticed this? Also, like, why are you asking that? If you've gained weight, you've gained, you've gained weight. weight. People probably notice. Yeah. That's why I'm like, that's just immaturity. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I don't know about the relationship, but I'm like, obviously it's immature. We actually had this situation happen the other day. Oh, no. What? We did? Because, yeah, in our room, <laughs> we have a TV and Andrew was like, we were just talking. I was like getting ready and like already in bed. Andrew's like putting away laundry and kind of doing work. And he pulls up his like YouTube to like oh, play something gosh. on our TV. And his oh, profile picture on YouTube, his face looks so skinny. And I go, oh, my gosh, look how skinny your face yeah. is there. That's literally what I said, because it was so skinny. And he was like, he looked at me, he was like, well, that's offensive. And I was like, that is not offensive. I'm just literally stating the fact that your face is it's really offensive. And he goes, Christian, I'm just saying if I would have said the same thing to you, you would have been like, your face looks really fat. So to her point, or to, I think it was in there, that he was like, if I gain three pounds, you, you call me so. chubby bunny yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever. I do think there's like a different standard and I think that's unfair. Like, and I for sure me. am in that yeah. because I'm like, well, yes, I probably would have been offended. Sure. Yeah. If Andrew had said the same thing about my face and I do need to be I need to take responsibility of my own jab to be like, no, that actually is probably offensive. Because in saying that, you're sorry if that offended you. Well, obviously it did. He told you it did. Well, I know in the moment (laughs) I was like, oh, whatever. Okay, but the thing is, like, you just said something that I think is interesting not to like put you. You said (laughs) I was just saying his face looks skinny, but you weren't because you what you were really saying is your face doesn't look like it did in that picture. Yes. Yeah. So it's like reading between the lines. Oh, I know. I think if Christian ever asked me, hey, have you noticed I've been gaining weight? That puts the spouse in a really tough position. Just don't ask that. Yeah, because it's obviously you're asking because you that is going to lead down to you still love me. Are you still attracted to me? And obviously I am. And I think love does blind you to a certain point of if I were to gain 10 pounds, I don't think Christian would really. I wouldn't love you any differently. No. I, that's where I'm like, I also like, again, we don't know these people, but I'm just like, it's probably a really immature relationship. Oh, for sure. I just well, thought it was a good like, point. Oh, yeah. no, it is good. Though. Didn't didn't he have a decent response where he was like, I, I mean, think I think you're beautiful and decent. Yeah. I mean, he prefaced it, but she did ask the question. So a lot of people are saying like, because of course people want to jump on to like the men. This man is a pig. He's disgusting. It's like a lot of people are actually saying and she took it down quickly. I mean, for, probably for a lot of reasons. But like people are saying like, actually, you're in the wrong. Just because a man is like. If a woman said that, would it be like wrong? Like flip it. If a woman had sent those texts, I think people would be quickly to say like, oh my gosh, he asked her and she was just being honest. But when it's the other way, sometimes we're quick to be like, you're a gross pig. Like you would never, you should never say that to a woman. She baited him and then posted it. And so obviously there's a lot of emotion tied up. Yeah. There's deeper issues probably going on. Yeah. I feel like that's becoming way more popular because my, the story that I, one of the stories that I came up with. Yeah, jump into yours. Well, no, yeah, I mean, I can, but it's like, where did this posting of people's like private messages it's happened from? a few times recently well, so Justin, celebrities. You post some so i don't like watch the news and see how that goes he doesn't have anything to post I, on on twitter <laughs> you did just get X. i just got which i was confused the heck out of me because I, I don't really like keep up with current events on, and stuff like yeah. that so i was looking for the twitter app well you I'm just like, got where twitter. did it yeah. go yeah. and then i was me like too. oh it's called x yeah yeah yeah, I was so looking weird. for the app, couldn't find it. Wait, what's your story? Yes, tell, go into now. your well, story. So I had to actually go onto the news app and look for stories and stuff. Turns I was trying to find something on Twitter or LinkedIn because those are the only two platforms that Ooh, I'm on. LinkedIn, spicy hot takes. Turns out they only send you stuff that you want to see. So it's all like business related things that I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think they want to talk well, about. Well, that would have been cool. Yeah, but been cool. Uh, you guys want to talk about insurance for the next hour? Sure. Mm-hmm. Honestly. No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. 
So mine is similar, though. And I think actually the morning toast, they did like a recap of it Which with one? Jonah Hill. Oh, this is a good one. So like it, it's it's very, that one's it's, a little spicier, though. So the headline was like, here, let me just read the headline. Yeah, pull up the headline. I'm not going to I'll tell the story. I'm not going to read part of the article, but Jonah Hill boundaries and the truth about therapy speak. He used a lot of like, I guess he's very into therapy. Well, he made a documentary. It's yes. On Netflix. I bring up <laughs> oh, dude, you brought <laughs> oh up the documentary. This is hilarious. How long into the podcast are we? This is 25 oh, dude, I, minutes. But it's about I, therapy. I almost so said that. Makes... I meant to say that at the beginning. Like, I wonder how long into <laughs> the Guys, podcast Andrew's obsessed with documentaries. No, that was awesome. Every and conversation. Yeah, people. It's he bad. finds a way to bring up a documentary. Actually, no, on the toast, wait, 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 organically, real, I'm not waiting. For real quick, <laughs> what's the documentary about? The I toast don't know about talked that. about this. It's called like therapy. So it's the story of him. It's pretty much him shining some light on his therapist and okay. the value that he's gotten from it. So here's what happened in the story. I guess Jonah Hill had this girlfriend that he had. DM- Samantha knows some of the story, mm-hmm. so you can play color to it. But had this girlfriend named Sarah Brady. She's a surfer. I guess she posts stuff all over. Instagram and whatever. He DM'd her. They started dating. And then what ended up happening is they broke up. She released messages. So back to your story, messages that they had like exchanged about him coming forward saying, hey, I don't, you know, I don't appreciate the relationships and interactions you have with other surfers, not pumped about all these bikini pics and stuff like that. And what he was doing. He was doing, using a lot of therapy was, terms. Yes. That's why they talk about like the therapy speak. He was using like boundaries and triggering and whatever, all these mm-hmm. words and throwing it in there. She posted all of these text messages and like he got a ton of flack for it. I don't know. It's just, because it was kind of interesting. What was the flack for? You're not. the te- You should like read the text. You're not like you're controlling. Not yeah, being controlling okay. and all this stuff. And it's like. On the toast, they talked about like. Claudia was being funny. She was like, there's something is too much therapy, dude. Like, I can kind of see both sides because he's been kind of crazy with like his requests were actually pretty normal, I think, in a relationship. Like, hey, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable with like your bikini photos. Although if that's how he started dating her, it's a little like, okay, but you knew that's who she was. You maybe shouldn't have dated her if you didn't like that. She's this like professional surfer. Mm -hmm. Then the weird thing about it is like she posted all this stuff. And so she kind of wanted everyone to jump on Jonah Hill. But then people are like, why are you posting this? He's actually not being that crazy. So it's just kind of this weird thing of like private things probably should just be meant to stay private. Okay, this was not my topic, but this jumps makes me jump what? to similar things of like, what is our opinion of people in that? Okay, so obviously they live in a different life than we do. Like they have fame that we all do not have. So private conversations are private conversations. Mm-hmm. Same thing. We have talked about this in our family is Kelsey Ballerini's breakup oh, yeah. with her husband. And then he comes out with this song he publishes, mm-hmm. obviously gets more fame than he has ever gotten on a song from that breakup. She then makes this little EP. I made Justin listen to all of it. It's so good. I love it. It's amazing. But it's like, what is the opinion of, I think there's a balance. So like, these are personal experiences. I am in fame. So some of that you're like trying to justify. But I also feel like the other pendulum is like, we are in such a cancel culture that it's like, you can be literally offended by anything now. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm offended by this, everyone else should be offended. And let's just blow this person's life up. Right. 
Also, the girlfriend... It's so confusing. The ex-girlfriend shared the text a year after they broke up. And what was interesting, it was like two weeks after he now has a baby with another girl. And so people were like, why are you just now sharing these? And she's like, well, I know he has another relationship with the woman who was pregnant. And I didn't want to release these while she was pregnant in a way to like stress her life out or make it... She was basically saying like... Yeah, being a new mom, not But I felt... Yeah. And I'm like, oh, but you waited till she had a two-week-old? And so she was saying like, I hope these reach her... And she can like get out while she has the chance almost like that's, that's kind like of vengeance. her response. Like, and it was weird, weird because it's like, yeah, oh, but you wouldn't have wanted to show her. She's not in an, any better mental place now with her baby than she was when she was nine months pregnant. No, that's like very awkward. Yeah, it's all that's a mess. Weird. But that's a good thing about, you know, the Kelsey Ballerini thing. I think sometimes that can be justified in a way of like it's art, like a lot of songwriters, their songs, Which I think yeah. it's their art. Their emotions become their art. But then she like got on a podcast and did talk about a lot of things. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, I think there's a balance to it because I'm like, yes, those are things that impacted her life. That is how she's inspired. Even him, like that's his experience in therapy. So like that is, those are tools that he has learned how to put words to how he's feeling. You would have laughed though. It was a lot. Oh yeah. That's my only critique of him. I don't think what he was getting at is wrong. Like if you're in a relationship, you should respect that other individual and like she's yep. clearly posting the pics for not him well for other reasons. people might would argue with that that that's just like for her to feel empowered or like for her to feel beautiful but I'm just i just saying, feel like the whole that's, thing shows the it's, like extreme ends that we are willing to go to right. to make someone else feel bad for the sake of us feeling better mm-hmm. my only which is crit- really messed up as that's humans good. yeah that is my only critique of him is the therapy speak that he just uses all this like therapy jargon mm-hmm. that I'm pro count. We've gone to marriage counseling. I'm pro counseling. You've gone therapy. to a lot of individual yeah, counseling. I think you love it. I you should have great. made a documentary about your therapy journey. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Andrew would Andrew would be the Andrew only person that would watch that. Honestly, that would have been cool. Like but you had a journey. What I feel like is people use the things they learn in therapy as like ammo. So they take the words and then they just like they almost lose their power. Their power. Yeah, just being like. That's a boundary for me. And then like I could just be like, well, that's a boundary for me. Now your you're boundary is a boundary for me. Yeah, now yeah. you're at a standstill. Well, yeah. you said it's this, like, it made me feel like this because of this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it, we have also, I mean, we've been to quite a bit of counseling or like some counseling for just things. And I do think it's interesting that we have left conversations and then we go home and kind of like process and kind of like debrief about our thoughts. And what I do think is so weird about counseling is that I think it helps you again put words to a lot of things that maybe you didn't understand or you didn't even it almost helps you just feel more camaraderie and like oh I'm not alone in how I'm thinking about this like this isn't crazy of me to have this feeling but then I think what it does is it almost dehumanizes people to these things that are supposed to be like like it expects perfection from people who like we all know that people are not going to be perfect so I think as Christians, then we have a responsibility to like take that information and then say, okay, but I am putting this towards someone who is broken, who needs Jesus, who is growing to hopefully become a better person. And so I think sometimes the like boundary trigger just gives no room for any grace of evolving or processing. Very true. Well, I think, and I think that's what's hard about well, it. I think faith-based counseling is even more effective or just beneficial because you're kind of rewiring or just realigning your flesh sinful thoughts into how God has designed us and calls us to live and love people. I'm sure standard counseling or non-faith-based counseling is helpful as well, but 
you don't have that truth behind it. Yeah, of, it almost know, always it's almost like victimizes and it's then gonna like, fix my problem. Yes, yeah. like, and then makes the, the other thing the enemy. And I'm Where sure I'm like, there are some you know, great like I definitely have friends oh, who sure. go to non-Christian like psychiatrists mm-hmm. and people that really do help them immensely with their anxiety and feelings. But I think what is interesting too in our culture. Is that like if you haven't been to counseling, I think the people that have done work because it's work like I'm like laughing about like your journey, but like you've grown a lot through going to counseling and processing feelings and like working on things. We've done that in our marriage as well. And so I think sometimes we can easily look at people and be like, oh, I've done all this work and you haven't. And so like almost people that have done counseling feel enlightened and a little bit above the people who haven't. Like maybe we can Mm -hmm. easily say that about our parents' generation. We can be like, well, we're right in our thinking because we've done all this counseling and like they would never go to counseling. They don't believe in it. Mm -hmm. They've never. And there is some truth to that. I think a lot of people have never explored their emotions or looked into their childhood or whatever. All the great things that come from counseling. But he's definitely putting a little bit of the like he's like over therapizing it. Therapizing? Yeah. Is that a word? I think so. I, that, I think that's like a new culture word. Like know. you're over therapizing it. Yes. Therapy, I can't say it. I don't know. Or just you're acting robotic about something that is actually very human. Yeah. And like, it's just kind of awkward. I think mm-hmm. that's or like the psychoanalyzing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, was good. 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 Okay. Good next response. topic. Okay, do you want me to go next? Sure. Okay. I'll go. Okay. Tafari Campbell. Did you guys hear, follow, hear this at no? all? No. Who okay. is this? Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. I didn't know who it really was either. But actually, this came up on my Instagram as a reel. And then I was like, oh, we're going there. Okay. Okay. So Tafari Campbell, I I don't mean to, but it's just (laughs) good thing it's our podcast name, naturally. (laughs) Okay. Tafari Campbell was the executive chef while the Obamas were in office. Okay. And then when they left office, they became their his like personal chef. Okay. So he's been with the family for years now and he lives at their home and is their personal executive chef in their home. This came out on, so he passed away just like a few weeks oh. ago on July 25th. He was only like 45 years old, like okay. not old or 50, not old at all. And was he kind of like a celebrity? I mean, he obviously like had an Instagram or had a following, yeah. has written books people and knew, things. Yeah, okay. obviously people like knew who he was. So he passed away on July 25th, but reports came out on July 29th that he was found in a, they live in Martha's Vineyard, like mm-hmm. in a home there. And he was found on Monday in eight feet of water, roughly a hundred feet from the shore in Gosh. a paddle boarding incident. Stories are coming out that he is on all over his Instagram. He is like a trained survivor swimmer. So okay. he's done all these swimming courses that he like is very passionate. He's on the water a ton. He knows how to surf. He knows how to paddleboard. And so there's videos then of him doing these like survivor trainings of like yeah. how to swim. So the or fact like how to how like if you were in the middle of the ocean, yes, like how yes. to tread so or the fact that he was found in like eight feet of water, a hundred feet from a shore is like very weird. Oh but my the gosh. story is that he was paddleboarding another paddleboarder like near him. The name has not come out of this person. She was a woman, and I think she was also like a chef or like in that world. She had seen him having like an incident of some kind. So I don't know if these are like waves overtaking him. Like I have no clue what a the incident se- like is. would he have had like a seizure or something? And so she tried to get to him in time, didn't, and he drowned. That's the story. One side of it, so it's coming out that, like, one side of it is, like, isn't this tragic? Isn't this sad? The other side of it is now creating this, like, conspiracy theory that he is, like, the fourth executive chef to drown in a weird kind of, like, body of water type of way like that. That's confirmed. Yes. That, like, it's, like, comparing all these stories. Wait, executive chefs for presidents or just in general? Like, really? Two of them come from the White House. The other ones are just executive chefs. So, this is serious. So, here's the story. So, Campbell's death comes just eight years after Walter... Scheib? I don't know who it is. So he also served as one of the White House executive chefs from 1994 to 2005. He was found partially submerged in a ravine in the New Mexico mountains 
in 2015. What the? So this whole conspiracy is coming out about like, how are these people drowning in these really weird ways? The Obama family wasn't even around. This news is obviously saying like, there was no foul play. This is really tragic. Obama's came out, whatever, all of this. But then this whole conspiracy is coming out. So then I got deep into it. I was like, oh gosh, I gotta. Did you get on you know, Reddit? Read. No, I, I'm always on Reddit. Reddit. But you I, love think a good I love a good thread. Reddit thread. Well, so then, but I think my question was like, I actually asked some people around the office too. As Christians, what are our thoughts on conspiracy theories? Is it appropriate to dive into them? Is it appropriate to think about them or research them? We all know that we're being affected by even how news outlets, like even trusted major news outlets, even like give out My next story goes along with like that. Yeah. They're not even unbiased. So what are our thoughts about conspiracy theories? Because I think even when I brought up conspiracy theories, like you roll your eyes. I think a lot of us are just like, oh, my gosh. No, I love the- conspiracy theories. Yeah. Yeah. But, so like, but She'll what go are down our a rabbit thoughts? hole How should we spend hours mm-hmm. researching it. Because, because like, we I have thoughts. sit there and be like, this is so sad and move on. Or we could be like, wait, is there more? And should we dive into this? Can I just share? And then you just because I'm afraid I'm going to forget this. So I used to be so obsessed with conspiracy theories, probably but really before you knew me, like in college, Justin's shaking his head. I used to like, oh, my gosh, if I did a whole one of my public speaking, you know how you had to do like your speeches. I think one of my persuasive speeches was that the Illuminati is real. And like, I still have the slideshow saved on my laptop. I a bunch of stuff on like the Denver airport. I did. Well, that's part of the Illuminati. Like, yes, I've done all this stuff. Like anytime we're at the Denver airport, that was one of my like side points. It's the Denver airport theory. Like all these things I used to love to watch these YouTubers that would like break down these conspiracies kind of plays into too how I love true crime. It's similar in a way like those aren't conspiracies a lot of time it's real but something I had to learn I really had to back off from looking into those because I am a person that just like that was entertainment for me to like learn about these things see what I believed and something I realized is we have to take that thought I think we're ignorant in today's world if we don't take every piece of news with a grain of salt like Mm -hmm. we are never getting the full story however I've learned even if I tried to get to the bottom of a conspiracy or if the truth was revealed like what good would that do like would I make a change if I like found out what really happened or like yeah, try to make it, my opinion. If the earth was flat, how would that change your day to day? Yeah. Like? Certain things like that, that I'm just like, but I think if birds weren't real, that would change me pretty. Is that a conspiracy? Yeah. I work with people. They actually think birds aren't real. And I try to be like, you're just joking. Right. Obviously. Well, see, That what's to their, me goes against what, God's what, creation. Their, of Like he created yeah. that. They think they're robots like Yeah, they think us. they're robots like drones oh, spying. Oh, that's funny. I've and, never heard that And one. you know what's funny about certain conspiracies is that like when you first hear it, you're like, that's so crazy. That's so dumb. I would never think that. You get into it long enough, it can convince you that it's real. Well, yeah. So I actually looked up the definition of a conspiracy theory because I was like, what is like what is at its root? And a conspiracy theory is an explanation of an event or situation that asserts the existence of a conspiracy by powerful and sinister groups, often political in motivation, when other explanations are more probable. The term generally has a negative connotation implying that the appeal of a conspiracy theory is based on prejudice, emotional conviction, or insufficient evidence. And so then it goes on to describe that conspiracy theories are all about like falsifying the evidence that's there to get Making to something it fit that's your probably agenda. less probable. Yeah. And so I'm like, I guess that's, I think, where the dilemma may come in for Christians because I'm like, I think we're people of truth. Like we are called to be people of truth and we are also called to be people of justice and unity and not drawing discourse. And so I think that's where you have to be pretty mindful of like when you go down that rabbit trail, even like listening to just news or like mm-hmm. with the media that you're getting, just understanding like I don't know all the facts. 
it's okay to get to a formed opinion, but I think you need to be pretty weary of saying like, this is what's happened in a situation that you actually have no clue. For what sure. Happened. You're just collecting evidence like everyone else. Yeah. And I like the idea of like, sometimes we want to go against what the most probable thing, like not to bring this up, but like the people that think the 9-11 conspiracy, yeah. it is more probable that that was I even feel weird saying that because I think people just want to twist things. And I do think that there are a lot of things happening in our world and our governments behind closed doors in secrecy that we will never know about and fully understand. And sometimes weird things come out and like happen. Do I also think there's creepy, weird coincidences in life sometimes? Absolutely. Because like another conspiracy that happened this summer was the Ocean Gate submarine. The whole submersive that went down and like all the conspiracies around that. of Like who was on it? Why were they on it? Was this a whole conspiracy? Some people are just like, I have gone down those too and read about them. What were you going to say? We're hijacking conversations. Oh, no, I don't know. But I was talking about the submersible last night because I saw Meg too, which is... Oh, this is weird. weird. But... I was sitting there going, oh my gosh, the the timing of this movie coming out is really interesting. This is not a conspiracy in any way. I was just saying the timing's odd. They get in these small submersibles and go like crazy deep into this trench in the ocean. And like get trapped down there or whatever. And like this, they talked about how the pressure is so high at that level that you would just basically implode. And like that happens to one of the characters. And I was just like, this is eerie. Yeah. After reading like a real story where that happened. And then now you're just watching it in like a a film, but not, I think not, but two months apart. A lot of two unconnected things you can make them connect in. Have you heard of the, the Kevin Bacon game? No. Pick any actor or actress and you can connect them somehow to Kevin Bacon. Oh, I've heard similar things. Yeah. Uh, And it's like three jumps. So he's worked with so many different artists. And then it's the whole like Occam's razor theory. I looked it up. The simplest solution is almost always the best and correct Mm -hmm. one. I think people are bored. We as humans just, yeah. Yeah, our brains get bored. We want something different. And like, I think our church brings up from like a Christian standpoint, our pastors commonly bring up the fact that Jesus was actually who he said he was or he was completely crazy. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you have to put your faith in something. And this is why we believe what we're going to believe. And anything in between that, you can thread the needle, you can find cracks, you can expand it. I had to deal a lot with this because I used to be a high school science teacher. So Mm -hmm. teaching evolution, doing all this stuff. And I actually loved and kind of missed doing that quite a bit. But conspiracy theories can get out of hand pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. It made me think of I was going to mention two different news sources that I actually think are pretty good, though, is The Remnant. If you guys don't follow them, they're really good. They are very faith based. And so but they just take cultural stories or things that are happening in our day. It's The Remnant. And they just like put how should we think about this as Christians? They pull a lot of scripture from it. And I really appreciate that. The other one is like not faith-based at all, but I love, and I found this years ago. It was like actually prior to COVID because then it was like very interesting during COVID world, but it's called all sides. And so their Instagram is like Hmm. all sides. Now every single post is like three different screens and it's like the far left, the far right, and then the middle. it's It's how media has skewed the stories in these three ways. And it's how what their thoughts are. So it doesn't give you any opinions. It just Mm. says, this is how you're going to hear this story from these all sides. And so it's really interesting to me because I'm like, I think we have to be people who are willing to say, this is what I think, but I have looked at all these options. And I think, yeah, it was just interesting. That one's not very big. That doesn't have very many followers. No, but I really do love it. Wow. And a very interesting mix of, you know how it shows you people that like I follow, like Blake Lively randomly follows it all the way down to like, people I know from my hometown. That's interesting. We little Christian. We little Christian. Okay. okay so that was mine. No, that was good. Andrew. Conspiracy theories. Cool. I don't know what you're going to do. 
So I'll kind of read a brief overview of the headline. Recent article came out talking about Jonathan Isaac. He's an NBA player. Yeah. Uh, for the Orlando Magic. Oh, I was like, does Samantha see who she thinks she he plays for? Uh, I didn't know either. I would. I've never even heard the name. Yeah. yeah. He left his sponsorship with Nike and has launched a new clothing line called Unitas. In an interview, he says he believes that values matter, and in today's age, when we give our money to companies that don't support our values, we are co-signing their message. Unitas stands for family, faith, and freedom. Freedom. So my question is, as Christians, how mindful should we be of brands and co-signing their message? Well, and do we believe that putting dollars is co-signing message? We need to be careful because we actually have an episode coming out about this, a whole yeah. episode. So I don't want to share too many of my thoughts yeah, on this but we because can go brief. Real quick, John, he was kind of like popular a couple years ago with. He came out with a book of why I stand. He didn't wear the Black Lives Matter shirt. Yes, and he didn't kneel with his team in the bubble. Yes, that's in right. The NBA bubble. And so he's come out cute. with a book and I he's did this. his own merch line. So I don't necessarily like, I think it's a great line. Like I wear another brand that Steph Curry endorses called Active Faith. But early on in my Christian walk, I felt kind of weird wearing shirts that said Jesus or mm-hmm. had a cross on it because I didn't know what other people were going to think of me and were going to assume things of me. And I'm totally over that. What do we think about that? So does your money... Here's my take. Mm-hmm. I'm not a brand guy. Most days, I'm wearing a Nike shirt now, but most days I don't know what brand. I buy clothes at Plato's Closet. I don't care. So I'm not a big brand guy. And so I don't think about where my money is going. So I didn't know what you guys thought about that. I have lots of thoughts, Justin. Do you? Because we haven't well, talked about he- this. I want to hear your thoughts because I'm not saying I don't really go out and like shop. What You're very I- brand loyal to a few brands. Yeah. So I- Justin, what would it take for you to stop buying your favorite brand? Enter in Lululemon. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Like, what would they have to come out and support or say for you to be like, I can't put my money there anymore? That's kind of hot take. That's a hot take. (laughs) Well, can I share our thoughts? Okay, we've been like surface level a little bit. Now you guys are going to throw that. Here's the thing. I do have a conversation Actually, where this conversation, when you guys will be hearing this episode right now, I think in either one or two weeks from this, Christian will be exact. We have a lady coming on to talk about this. And it's all stemmed from when the Target ordeal was happening earlier this summer. In two weeks. Our producers and some people on our team wanted Christian and I to jump on and do like a, not like emergency episode, but kind of like a hot take bonus episode, like our thoughts on the Target controversy. I'm so thankful we didn't because I think two things from that. One, I think we all jump on outrage culture really quickly. So like for us to take two months and process that, I've had so many more conversations about this in my private life with friends now. And honestly, the like fuel from that stuff dies down so much when you have time to think about it. I have my answer. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me finish. And so I think our (laughs) point is we want to have this lady on. She actually did do a podcast episode and I loved her thoughts about it. It was so biblically based and we're having her on. So I don't want to say too much, but Mm -hmm. I think overall my thought is I actually just shared this with a friend who doesn't live in town. We get on Marco Polo a lot. And she was like, I never asked you, like, what were your thoughts about Target, whatever. And I think my overall consensus, Christian actually sent me this girl's Instagram story of like, there are so many things for my mind to be consumed of in my Christian walk. Currently, right now, it's like, with my children in my home, with my marriage, with my close community and my relationships, we are called to be critical from a biblical point on everything that we consume in life and everything we do. However, 
Is it realistic and is it where my energy is best spent to deeply research everything I consume and let that be become my new agenda for life? That I would only put any single penny towards a brand that is going to support what I believe. And here's another thing that gets tricky about that. It could be a brand that says they support Christian beliefs. I don't know those founders' exact beliefs on every bit of theology or like they could change in two years. And then I'm supporting a brand that has differences. So where I've landed is that I think it's right to have a critical mind on some of these things and to be cautious of like where we're putting money in big ways at times. However, I don't choose to completely shut off a brand because they come out publicly with beliefs that don't align with what I believe in. Because the truth is most big companies that you shop for have very differing beliefs from Christian worldview. My take was going to be you have to be consistent across the board. So if you're going to die on a hill for one brand, then you literally you, you need to go research every brand. And you need to talk to the executives and the leadership and make sure their values align with yours. And you're not nobody's going to do that. So is it unfortunate that like you look at Disney and Target and Bud Light or Budweiser? I mean, like all these big brands are taking stands and it's ticking off a lot of people and Chick-fil-A's ticked off a lot of people. I mean, it goes both ways. But it's so good. It's so good. It's so but, good. but like, so is Disney. Like my kid loves and we're Disney and we're not going to not like support Disney. That's, because... that's actually very controversial to, I think some of you girls mm-hmm. listening, a lot of Christian girls would be like, you're wrong for that. And I'm but like, I've I, prayed through it. I've thought through no, it. I've talked about it. I'm confident. It's cool, in but that. like seeing my daughter's eyes like light up when she sees the princesses <laughs> and all that, like, I'm sorry. And your until you have kids and up. do that. And your wife's eyes. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that, problem. That really, that really just makes you fall in love. But that's kind of my take is like, you have to be consistent. And that's for really anything that you're going to like take a strong stance on. If you're going to do that, make sure you're consistent across everything. I think and I we, don't think people are. Yeah. And I think we as humans, I mean, again, not to like over spiritualize it, but we are having the conversation here. I think what's just funny about this is that we as humans are wanting to raise the argument to say, who are you going to align yourself with? All knowing that we're all broken people, we're mm-hmm. all messed up people, we're all going to change things. So even if you said, Samantha, even if you know what someone believes, probably the next day they'll probably screw up. And mm-hmm. then what are you going to do? You're so putting like, your claim so in you that. Are, yeah. So if you are building your foundation of belief on any human, it is going to fail. And we as Christians are called to not do that. We are mm-hmm. called to build our foundation on God and someone who doesn't ever change, never wavers. And so then we can have freedom in making choices to be, use wisdom and discernment in ways, but we don't have to have these chains towards, oh, I can only make this decision ever. And the moment that person fails me, I've screwed up and all is crap. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Andrew, what are your thoughts? You never really shared yours. I guess you kind of did a little bit. Yeah, he shared his. I think it's really cool that he's coming out with a brand that is very faith based. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a cool opportunity for people to have an outlet if that's how they want to express. Yeah, I think that's neat. What I stand for or what I support. I don't put a lot of thought into fashion and I don't really promote that about myself either. So and I'm not famous and don't have a platform. So I think there's other ways that I can vocalize. I think the way I carry myself and the decisions that I make and how I interact with people at work is the platform that I have. Mm-hmm. But I think an NBA player, that's a, a unique and personal way that he can do that. So to push cool. back a tiny bit to that, though, like we all do have influence if it's big or small. We have an influence to our children. We have an influence to, like you said, your coworkers. So I do think we are called to use wisdom and carry that 
responsibility of influence well. Yep. So I do think- Well, I think there's a scale here, right? So there are brands that are very vocal about where they stand. And if I have a decision to either support them with my money, then I probably won't. But I'm going to make a mistake. I don't know where Cheez-Its stands <laughs> on their religious thoughts, right. but yeah. I know that- they're delicious. Well, and that's another thing too I was going to say <laughs> that Andrew brought up I had for, I lost my train of thought that I think what's happening in this and it's actually to me being it's more annoying to me from the Christian a lot of women because it had to do with Target when we were discussing it but that like if you feel that this is your conviction I think there's a lot of scripture that can back up different convictions like you have to trust that other Christian women or men are doing their own work of thinking through and that's where I think we say no you do have a responsibility to be thoughtful and like prayerful about like, is this something you want me to really take serious? Because I will like, I'll be open to giving up my Disney, my Target, my Starbucks, whatever, if that's what I feel called into. And I, at first I was like, do I not want to like confront this because I love these things? Or is it genuinely because I'm not convicted about that? And we all do. Some of us have different convictions on things and you can't be mad at other people for choosing to still shop at Target if you are so firm in your yeah, stance join to us not. In two weeks because yeah, this conversation be will be really good because I think we talk all the time on this podcast about wisdom, discernment, all the times when you guys ask us about to cover topics, it's always like, how do I use wisdom in this? Or what should I do about this? And ultimately, we're all asking for wisdom. And so how are we as Christians supposed to steward convictions? Because we are all going to have different convictions. We're told that in scripture. And so we'll talk a lot about that in two weeks here. And that doesn't give you a cop out when things no. are clearly black and white in scripture and we clearly know how God's asking us to live. But there is also a lot of gray that we are responsible. And I think God designed it that way for a reason, like Christian was saying, to sort out on our own. Mm -hmm. Okay, not to like cut us off. We've been going an hour. We each brought another story. But does anyone have something that they're like, no, I had to share this? You had like four stories, Justin. No, I don't. My second one was a, about Ozempic. So, oh, that. Oh, wait. Oh. I want to go there. No, go there. Again, I was just scrolling. Mine the news was app. about aliens. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's shoot. a whole nother conversation. I okay. Talk about aliens. Okay. We almost brought. No, Ozempic. there's there's just been like conversations. We've had in, just different conversations about. I Ozempic. asked him if I could go on Ozempic. No, and... <laughs> That's not what it was. <laughs> but like with different people, we've talked to like a doctor randomly at like a pool party. Mm -hmm. And then like I was scrolling the. What is Ozempic? Okay. So, so I'll explain. There were a bunch of news stories about Ozempic, which is this drug that has been around for a while. It's actually not new. It's, it's new in it's Missouri, but in Hollywood, it's been popular for a few years But it, it, it was created for people that are type 2 diabetic or obese, and it helps people lose weight. But that was not its intended use is like weight sure. loss. Isn't it blood sugar regulation? Yeah, it's for people it, with, with so type it helps 2 with diabetes. diabetes. Type, yeah, no, you know. type 2 because like my right. sister is a type 1 diabetic. Like this would not be for her. But Correct. so anyway, I was scrolling and none of them were crazy stories. But one of them was like a woman suing Ozempic for gastrointestinal distress or whatever, which is like one of the side effects on the label. So I'm like, can't really... But then there were like five other stories about this drug. And I'm like, why is this so popular right now? You know why? Because growing is up... Is it because of the, like celebrities are endorsing oh, it and stuff? babe, it's so popular because our culture is so obsessed with the quick fix. I am very opinionated about it. Yeah, I, I want to hear your all's opinions of like stuff like this. Well, keep going though. Yeah. People are taking Ozempic. But, so, so it kind of transformed from a drug that people so, were using for type 2 so, diabetes. So people, yes, people like us are using it daily it's like a i think it's well, a monthly it's a injection well yep. wellness and like health spas locally are even are giving it out endorsing, and it, endorsing yeah. it and yeah you've got like celebrities endorsing it and it's i mean it's literally it's everywhere i 
it's so weird how many times this drug has come up in the last week. And I'm like, why is everybody, why is this so popular so with like people that are wanting to lose weight? To lose weight. And they're mm-hmm. getting lots of results. I mean, I know several people who have lost 50 pounds Celebrities. in four months. Yeah. I mean, they are transforming you their know, lives. So yes, you know people knows, taking it. And so do I know one person they taking have, it. They are now transforming their lives by taking this drug. But part of it is, is the moment you stop... Yeah, you're going to gain the weight back. Yeah, you are going to gain the weight back. That you have to either be taking the drug or no. And so I think what I have heard, I've been in conversation with people who like do have really intense weight loss stories or they've always struggled with their weight loss. And their dilemma is originally it was used back in the day too for people who wanted to do like lap band surgery, but they needed to like lose. I cannot have empathy for that. For yes. to get to that point to then have the surgery. So mm-hmm. they would say, I'm going to take this so I can lose 100 pounds and then go get the surgery. And so their doctor would prescribe right. it. Yeah, so right. then I can learn how for... to change my eating habits. If, I mean, it, if, if it's approved by the FDA, then you have to tell the user what the symptoms are. We all see those commercials where it fixes one problem, but it comes with these 15 other sure. ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, the history of Viagra was a blood pressure medication and all the older guys wanted to keep getting their prescription refilled and they didn't know why. And oh, they, I never knew that. That's and they cool. realized that the symptom was helping erectile dysfunction. And so now it's the same medicine. Now they just advertise it differently. So well, I like think you my to- acne medication, it's the same way. It was originally created for people that have like fluid on their heart or fluid retention. And it has the side effect for like cystic acne. Mm-hmm. For sure, we can be open to the thought that like we have medical advancements that help us in certain things. But I think what it's revealing is just overarching culture issue of like wanting an instant fix and being obsessed. I actually have empathy for people who struggle with obesity and would get to use this. I mean, I got to see a story of this lady who she's like, it has changed my life. I'm able to play with my kids, whatever. But this is someone who had significant weight to lose. So what do you do about the women that have 30 pounds that they really can't shed and they take it? Like, that's where I struggle a little bit more with it. Any quick fix is going to come with other symptoms. But if you do it the right way, the way that our bodies were designed to, to like lose weight, then the benefit of that is you don't have all these other symptoms. But if you're going to take a magic pill, to whatever the original treatment was for blood sugar, but you lose a lot of weight. I think that's just for the FDA to, they're there for a reason. Well, also, we have to remember Big Pharma wants our money. Yeah. They are on it's a an, high. It's, a, it's, a it's wildly very expensive, expensive drug. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm like, I don't know if I have formed thoughts on it. We were just talking about yeah. this as like a friend group. So that's why I'm like, I'm nervous of what to say because I'm I like, know. I don't really have my formed thoughts on it. I think though we as people, again, even going back to our last thing, I think we have to use wisdom. And so how would you, as people who are called into that, then like, if you're considering making that choice, I think you need to like, obviously consult your doctor. I think you need to read into it for yourself. I think you need to know like everything going into it and either say, yes, that's something I am okay with or no. I don't I don't know because I'm like, just like, I think people blindly are just like, oh, sounds great. That's how I can lose my 50 pounds. That's what I want to do. And maybe yeah. I don't understand all the side effects. And maybe like, have you tried other things? Have you done other things? Like, I am not against medicine in any way, but I'm also like, have you tried to change well, your body by diet and exercise? So like, have you tried to do this? That's that's where, so I've heard like some stories where someone went in and they were wanting to lose some weight or whatever, and doctors are quick to prescribe it. Are they having the conversation of, well, have you tried consistent, like eating a well-balanced, healthy diet and exercise? For a short period of time. And if you can't, if you're struggling, like, then there are people maybe that that is a huge struggle. And like, 
that could be a huge blessing to their life. But the thing about it is there's off-brand brands of it that are not being prescribed by doctors that you are walking into like a lo- local med spa or health clinic and just receiving There's actually lawsuits going on in like Florida, Texas, and some other states because there's like, yeah, they're not. Because you're not having not to be prescribed. Compound. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could take the same idea and put it to a lot of different things For that sure. we as humans just like quick fixes. So it's like, hey, how are we thinking through this? Mm. What's our responsibility? Could be Botox. Yeah. Could be da da da. Whatever. With you guys aging, have talked about Botox and we're obsessed. Right? Yeah. We're obsessed with not aging. We're obsessed with keeping our physique. We're obsessed with our image. And so, really, are you ultimately owning that over? Owning an identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you said too, you would need to Justin sort just through things. Justin just pointed to himself. So I, I struggle just... with some of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think some of it too, you have to look at like going back to asking the questions like, why am I doing this? Like for some people, I think there could be valid reasons. But for others, if it's vain reasons, that's where I think as Christians. Now, the world's going to do what the world wants to do. Like sometimes yep. I think we hold celebrities and these people to standards that they would make decisions like we would. But when it's trickling into like the Midwest, middle America, average people, I'm just laughing when you were like, why is it so popular? I'm like, oh, my gosh, because growing up, I remember my mom being like, if only there were a magical diet pill you could take. And that's actually what it is now. People are on it for six months and see dramatic changes. So, okay, one last story that I wanted to throw in. So we have kind of been hiding something. And honestly, I'm feeling like really awkward that we've kept it a secret this long. Like there has actually been another person lately on our recordings. And we just wanted to like introduce them, reveal that because I feel like we've just been keeping this a secret. Christian, who is this third person joining us? It's a little human inside of me. (laughs) (laughs) Christian's pregnant. That that was so awkward. Okay, Christian's when pregnant with her third, this. guys. Yeah, and we're, we're revealing it. Andrew, are you excited? Very excited. You guys are Thanks going from two to three. Baby. I got the easy part. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's for sure been like the hardest pregnancy I've ever gone through. I say that so lightly because I know people who like have really struggled through pregnancy, but it's just like the hormones and the feeling okay. really weak and yeah. lethargic. And so kind of been in a funk, just not feeling like myself, but we are thankful for a growing baby. She's so, been uh, craving biscuits and gravy, which is yeah, a great meal for gravy. dinner I didn't know that. 110 degrees out. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like comfort food. Well, yeah. we'll probably share more in the coming episodes about yes, your pregnancy well. now that we have yeah. revealed it. But I was like, Christian, we got to tell our people that you're pregnant. Tell. We're not going to find out the gender. We are When you guys are hearing Psychotic. this, we'll be like 18, 19 weeks. We'll be like 19, 20 weeks, actually. Psychotic. When you guys hear this. So. I am so annoyed that they're not finding out the gender. It's a me problem. I've asked if I could find out. Oh, you could find you out. Could fi- you Uncle could Claude. let me you find out. out and then I could like get have some stuff at the hospital. Yeah. Wait, should we do that? Wait, yeah. Okay. That's fun. I'll let you find wait, out. And, so wait, wait. Maybe- Justin. <laughs> maybe, I'm so excited. Maybe you and Andrew should discuss that because that would be kind of weird. Like Samantha knows the gender of our child and I don't. Oh, no, that'd be fun. No, well, maybe I, I talk to your husband. Okay. Like it's a girl. It. That's fine. Do you, what do you I, feel, I feel like, like it is? Someone needs to know. But I can't hang out with you uh, like after you know because oh yeah, that's so a thing. I'm gonna overanalyze. No, actually, you shouldn't know. You're not very good at keeping secrets. Okay, yeah, when it came down well. to something intense like that, I would. When yes. it's Christmas gifts, we both like to tell each other that's different. <laughs> yeah, Christmas gifts is very different than the gender of a baby. It'll kind of be like a Christmas gift. Yeah, January we're doing January. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh, that would be kind of a lot of pressure on me though. Of like, what if I accident? Okay, we'll talk about this off. We'll air. talk about She's it. Not right. But guys, anyway, surprise! Surprise! Really Christian's pregnant. We're adding so, another baby to the group. There you go. Maybe it will be a little GT girly. Yeah, that'd be a cute onesie oh. for a girl. I think yeah. that's a good place to wrap up because I feel like I'm starting to say too much. Guys, this has been fun. This is. Have fun. you guys had fun? Yeah. Andrew, you look depressed. Yeah. Are you good? No, I'm great. <laughs> Andrew's like, oh, it's already time. done. 
Bummer. No. I we could keep, keep going. I know. This is good. This Maybe is we'll good. have Mon again. So oh. If they agree to it. That will be like Who another two-year bad In another two years. I am fine coming back on the podcast. <laughs> okay. This was good, guys. This was, yeah. yeah. Well, this was fun. This well, was hope really you fun. guys had fun. Hope none of our takes offended you. If they do, chat chat with us. Don't just secretly hate us behind your Instagram and unfollow us. Message us and tell me where I'm wrong, please. Like literally in a nice way. We are obviously discussing these things anyways. Give us a different perspective we didn't think of. Don't call me. (laughs) We will put Justin and Andrew's phone numbers in the show notes. Just kidding. Okay. Okay. Thanks, boys. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon.